The Great Contamination, as the history books called it, occurred a little over 100 years ago. It started with natural disasters, earthquakes, tsunamis, hurricanes, and tornadoes. Those catastrophes destroyed small coastal fishing villages and devastated large industrial nations alike. The above-ground damage was extensive. Entire towns were washed away. Millions worldwide lost everything, including their lives. Within weeks of the initial string of disasters, the world received another shocking blow. The nuclear reactors buried deep in the Earth's surface had begun to leak. Originally, the governments of the most powerful nations in the world banded together in an attempt to contain the waste. They called in world-renowned scientists, but nobody could figure out how to prevent the spread of the nuclear material. In less than one year, all of the world's oceans were officially declared contaminated. The decimation of marine life was just the first step on the path to the destruction of the world's ecosystem. Governments all over the world issued massive health warnings. Swimming in the world's oceans became prohibited, and the remaining sea life and land animals were deemed unsafe to eat. As if the initial effects of the disasters were not bad enough, several years after the contamination, the long-term ramifications became apparent. Any and all animals that survived the spill were rounded up and bred in an effort to rebuild the population slowly. But the animals born in captivity weren't normal. Horses were born with horns, dogs with feathers instead of fur, fish with three eyes, and even two-headed pigs were reported. Quickly it became evident that the anomalies weren't specific to animal life. The change in animals was followed closely by changes in plant life. Leaves began to glow at night, and the bark on trees grew a fuzzy coating, stinging anything that touched it. Even insects began to exhibit changes in color, size, and the number of appendages. However, the most drastic effects of the contamination weren't observed until the first post-contamination children were born. Most afflicted children were born with unnatural eyes, white blonde hair, or an extra finger or toe here and there. A large percentage were also born with a little something extra. Something more serious. As the first post-contamination era children reached the age of five, parents started to notice that the kids were, in a word, weird. Some parents hid their children's abnormalities, or, as they are now called, talents. Other adults weren't able to hide the fact that their child changed into an animal at will. It soon became obvious that these talents were as varied as they were prevalent. Morphing is the most common talent. Some children can morph into multiple animals, polymorphs, while others were limited to only one or two creatures, mono or dimorphs, telekinesis, telepathy, compulsion, higher reasoning, Viewing and visions were also among the first recorded talents. Eventually, light manipulators, electrical manipulators, and mental manipulators were also discovered. Of course, not all children were born with talents. 
Many appeared and acted just as ordinary as their parents. Scientists studied both types of post-contamination-era children, desperately seeking answers as to why some were born normal while others were not. Experts experimented on the kids for years following the spill, but their efforts were to no avail. They were unable to isolate any single gene mutation that would account for the variation. Researchers were baffled. There was only one hypothesis that they all agreed on. The talented were a direct result of the world's nuclear contamination.